This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Here we go. It's hour number four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic afternoon. We are live on Radio Row, and uh, Kara Top's going to join us. We'll, uh, we'll see what's uh, the latest with Carrot Top, who does have a residency here at the Luxor uh, for tourists that are interested in his show. We want to salute our presenting sponsors here on Radio Row. First up, salute to? Low T. That's right. Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. Best Buy Windows and Siding. Carrot Top's going to be on that A number one air hot seat. And we got these confessional videos that you might see on social brought to you by Best Buy Windows and Siding as well. And, 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 and stay tuned. Because uh, throughout the course of this week, we're all going to uh, unveil something that's uh, very personal. Yeah, mine's explosive. Get ready. And explosive? It, yeah. it, it explosive. might not even be about the person who's doing the confessional. Yeah. yeah that's what, that's what I've, I've heard a rumor that that yeah. might be going on. Get ready. So uh, make sure you're jumping on there. Now, I, I do want to kind of reset what Brian uh, – this is it's kind of breaking news. It's not a huge story, but it's an update on where we're going with the Cowboys defensive coaching search. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, though, that, that Mike Zimmer has completed his Zoom interview with the Cowboys. Mike was uh, – he didn't have – he said it, he felt like it went well, but he doesn't know how the head coach is feeling one way or the other. So – that's kind of where Mike's at right now uh, with that. You know, he's, as we've talked about a bunch, he's open. He wants the opportunity to, to, to be a part of, you know, coming back to the Cowboys and, and working with his defense. And, and uh, but, but let's see, they've got others, the Ron Rivera's and others, trying to get an update on the Wink Martindale thing. I've got some hmm. sources out there that at the break I was trying to kind of call and see where we're at with Wink Martindale. So a uh, lot going on right now with the Cowboys trying to get this uh, – Defensive coordinator position taken care of uh, probably this week. Ceiling and floor for the defense coming up this year. If you're a, a top five or at times just top ten defense now, I mean, how, how bad could this thing go the other way? How good could it get? You know, if you, if you, I think getting this higher right could totally transform, you know, your outlook for the year. I think, you know, to me, you're absolutely right about getting the higher right and getting the right guy here. How about having the right draft? Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and the linebackers you mentioned, Dawson, maybe Jerry pushing chips in, all in, going to get a veteran linebacker. Yeah. You know, they, they've got to do something different with the defense. They can't go and play the same way that they did last year with that. They've, they've got to go and add some pieces to this thing. And the, 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 the actual offseason of adding to the roster might even be more important than the actual coach that you hire. Yeah, I could see that, but I also think in this era of football, you need good coaching no and question. good players to win No it. question. You do. The, yeah. the players will make a good coach. I think, Brian, one, one position group that I think they need to address in free agency, not just linebacker, but one they've struggled to really hit and they've tried in the draft and not gotten the production they need is defensive tackle. Yeah. And those kind of go play together. In a sense, you know, that's something we've talked about on the draft show, but you've got good linebackers and defensive tackles in this upcoming free agency class. I think Osa's a good player. We don't know what's going to happen with Mozzie Smith. It certainly was a disappointing rookie season, but I think those are the two position groups where you need to say, man, in the draft, we haven't really evaluated those position groups. We're stronger in other areas with our scouting department, in my opinion. Maybe that's where we attack free agency and go and acquire some veterans at those two positions. You know, Brian Billick joined us uh, last hour or maybe two hours ago. We get into time warp here when we're yeah. on Radio Row because there's so many different things flying at you. 
Um, but I, I thought the biggest takeaway when Brian Billick joined us was he said it's become a GM league. And, and I don't think you can overlook that and how important it is for the GM to be doing a lot of the things that used to be assigned to head coaches as far as formulating the style of play and what we need to prioritize when we're looking for coaches and coordinators to execute this vision. And, and certainly coaches can show up and give you added value. But when Billick said that, and then you know we circled back around and asked him about you know Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, and, and a former coach, a classy guy, is always going to take care of the coaching fraternity. Right. And he's never going to talk bad about an owner. But that one really hit me like a ton of bricks, Chief. Yeah. No, I, uh, same here. Same here. That was a bit eye opening. And, and I don't know that the uh, the Cowboys have gone that route in terms of I mean, they still got the old school head coach. So are they are, is that sort of the are they sa- playing in the same realm as these current teams with the evolution of it all? Or uh, are they just sticking with the usual? Hey, our coach is kind of the, the old school guy. All right, uh, joining us now here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers live on Radio Row here on the A number one air hot seat. A professional comedian. We've seen you on Radio Row over the years. Professional? Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe you're getting paid for this. I guess I'm a professional. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the old guy now. Yeah, I'm like the veteran. Jeez, I've been doing this so long. I used uh, to be the young guy. I'm the old guy. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're still uh, in shape like a young I'm guy, right. that's for sure. Right. Heck yeah, man. It's the lighting. It's the lighting in here. <laughs> Seriously, though, dude, like, uh, when did the fitness thing come, uh, come online? Oh, like probably years and years ago. I've always, I mean, people always say to me, well, when did you get jacked up? I'm like, 1985, I started working out. I, was a res- I, played, I wrestled in school. So I always kind of got into, but I mean, that's it. I don't go any crazier than just a little weightlifting, a little running. Looks looks like more than a little to me. Well, someone punched me earlier, so this side. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Did you get with one of those uh, slap boxing girls? Yeah, who, who yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw that. I don't want to be in any part of that. Yeah, me too. Of that. No, it's, uh, awkward. So you've set up shop here in Vegas now for four years at the Luxor, right? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Eighteen years at the Luxor. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen. So uh, and ten at the MGM, one at Valley. So twenty-nine years. Beast. What's your fastball these days? What are you bringing? My, my fastball. Yeah. In what, what regard? Like sports? Well, you know, when, no, when you're on stage. Oh, my what, fastball. What's your be- what's I, I'm, I'm 58. There's no fastball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <feel>, Fastball's <laughs> gone. Oh, just paint the corners. <laughs> yeah, just paint the corners. Yeah. Yeah. Nibbling. Just nibbling yeah. the zone. <laughs> no, I think, you know, it's funny. I have, a, I have a lot of energy. And see, people are actually, first thing they say when they meet me, like, at the show, they're like, oh, my God, you're like, you're like a little child. You're bouncing around. So I, I, I definitely uh, I have my energy. I keep my, my running around, I, I, you know. The more movement, the better. And, and I, there's a lot of music in the show. There's a lot of, and there's, there's one prop that you'll hate me for, and I, and I hope you didn't look at my Instagram prior to me coming on this channel, because now it's not your joke, you. It's about the Cowboys, because, okay. because I, but believe it or not, and your your, your fans, your listeners probably know I'm I'm a Dolphin fan, but I've always respected the Cowboys always, and I think your 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 owner is one of my favorite people. I don't know why, but something about Jerry Jones. I've always I met him every time I've met him. He's always been the nicest guy. He's great. And yeah, one time I had person. I was met him with my girlfriend. I were checking in this hotel, really fancy hotel, and he was. Checking in with his wife, and he had, I don't know, a hundred bags, hmm. like down, like, but they were all beautiful, you know, bags. Yeah, mm. thousand bucks a piece or so. Oh no, they had the Dallas Cowboys emblem on them. It was just like oh, wow. I was like, oh my god, and it was you know a Gucci, but with the Dallas Cowboy. And he was just, it was just, you tell this guy, and I just saw the, the bags. I didn't see him. I said, my god, this guy's got to be a Cowboy fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looked back around, and he said, I, he looked at me. And I said, oh, oh, I said. 
how about them cowboys? <laughs> you know how he does that, that yeah. wink? Oh, yeah. He says, how about them cowboys? And it was just so charming. I was like, can I, like, hug you? You're just, like, a beautiful, what a beautiful, he's just like, how about them cowboys? And he, I said, yeah, well, I'm a dolphin fan. He goes, dolphin fan? How, how about them dolphins? I said, well, look at my luggage and look at your luggage. That's how my dolphins are. <laughs> so, I like a snowboard bag all ripped up. But I have a prop. Now, this prop is an endless prop. This prop goes on for uh, when the Buffalo Bills lost to you yeah. in the Super Bowl. 30-plus years now. 30-plus years ago, I was on Regis and Kathy Lee, cool. and I needed a joke. So I went to the sporting goods store, and there's no sporting goods stores open. You know, when this show's at like 6 in the morning, I found a, 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 a Buffalo Bills helmet, okay. and I painted it because I couldn't find one. So I painted it, and I dug a hole in the top of it, and I built a tissue thing in it. So I say, you've seen the Bills' new helmets, and I pull the tissue out. So now oh. it's, been, it's been in my show for 30 years, and every, every team, every, even college teams, the joke has gone to that. So it's like the evolution of the same prop that just won't go away. And so this, this last couple of weeks, it's been the Cowboys, and I reluctantly tell you it's been the Cowboys, but the crowd hey. goes crazy. And yeah. it's on my Instagram, the crowd loves it. And then I say, I feel so bad, I'm so sorry. I said, a week, so I, yesterday, I promised, <laughs> yesterday it was a Chiefs helmet, I promised. So it always, it, and then I show a picture backstage where I have every helmet yeah. in the NFL with the holes so that whatever team it happens to be, I just take the tissue box and put it in the Eagles and put it in the Dolphins. I mean, trust me, the Dolphins have been in it many times, so... As it stands now, the, and I was supposed to do your show yesterday. I had a Dallas Cowboys shirt on. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have it today. I had it on yesterday. It's okay. My people even told me. I said, oh, I was supposed to do it. I had my, I had my shirt on. Well, so, we appreciate you. You can find it on us. my Instagram, though. It's I'm great. looking at it Oh, right you're looking right now? Yes, oh, okay. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Hell of a joke. Your fans will like it, by the way, because it's yeah. really fun. Oh, man, over the last three weeks after the loss, I mean, yeah. oh. they'd be eating that up right now. Yeah, Cowboys was, fans are with you. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, Vinnie Paul, God bless him, from, uh, from, yes, from Pantera, was mm-hmm. one of my best friends, and he was an avid, 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 oh boy, big Cowboys fan. So well, I did we see had fun together a lot of times. You made a post uh, about Toby Keith earlier, and he's got long-standing Cowboy ties as well. I mean, what was your relationship like with, with Toby? Oh, man, it's hard to even, I don't, you know, I, it's, they just told me when I walked in here. Um, I talked to him two days ago uh, about... Um, I don't remember now. It was something stupid. It was something. It was something. Uh, he was. It was something stupid about his son coming out to see the show, and I had just performed with him about a month ago. He 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 did a, his last show. It, well, no one told me it was his last show. Mm-hmm. He they were filming two shows, and he said, um, "You want to come over and you know watch it?" And I I came over, and Trace Atkins had gone out and sang "Red, White, and Blue." And the next night, I'm I'm home, and I have a show, and I called him, and I said. Dang, you know, I, I feel so bad. I should I should have come out with Red Solo Cup because I was in that video. I should have come out and like toasted you, and the crowd would have would have been funny, you know, because I'm in the video. And he said, "Why, why the hell didn't you?" And I said, "Well, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to go in, and, you know, in anyone else's show and not be the invited, you know." So he said, "Well, tonight." I said, "Well, I have a show." He says, "Well, I'll start I'll start late." I said, "What guy?" He said, "I'll start five minutes late if I can make it." I said, "Well, I'm not going to make the Red Solo Cup because that's that's like you know twenty after, but." If, if I can make it for the Red, White, and Blue song, which is your last song, I'll come out and I'll just, I'm not going to sing the whole song. I'll just come out when, you know, right when you say, let's put your boot in your ass. And he said, great. So I went to the show. I ran over and I mean, I mean, ran, walked in the arena and his guy grabbed me. He says, you got one second here, put a mic on you. And he said, Carrot Top's in the house. It's on the Instagram. Carrot Top's in the house. And I came out and we sang the end of the Red, White, and Blue song right and uh, it was a pretty pretty cool moment so yeah sad day pretty good singer too or unbelievable his voice was just better than it had ever sounded ever ever before 
It's Carrot Top here with you on, on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, I, I have to ask this. What, what, what do you think is the inspiration or what you're going for with your style? Of clothing? Yes, or, sir. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> the or comedy. Enti- the or entire. Com- <laughs> I didn't know if it was a comedy or your, your style of comedy or style of your attire. No, I, I don't really have a style. It's, it's like really called the Carrot Top style. It's just, okay. it's just like a, a, I, I dress homeless so no one asks for money. Okay. They, they think I'm, they think I'm broke. Here. Yeah, they think I'm broke, so then he doesn't have anything. But uh, no, I dress for. I've always dressed the same way since I've been. I just dress. I, you know, I just. I have fun. I wear whatever just fun clothes, and baggy stuff. Yeah, comfortable, it's comfortable. It's definitely unique. Show is very. It's good on stage because I'm running around like a madman, so it, it it moves with me on stage. But yeah. What about what about the hair? Uh, the, I, hair I, is, the hair has uh, evolved over the years. Uh, can you run a comb coach, through that? Coach, no, you can't run a comb. <laughs> no, I tried. Andy, uh, Coach Reed, I got a question yeah. to, to get to him yesterday. It was pretty funny. I said, I said, you know, Coach, remember me? Scare top. What have you done to your hair? <laughs> so I thought it was funny. I said, yeah, it's a little different. He said, Dad, what have you done to that damn thing? So um, I don't know. I just one day I was, I was just, I, I had, to, well, I know how it happened. I, I, was, I was with my, my, my uh, grandson, not grandson, my nephew. And we were, he was standing behind me, sitting behind me at something, and it was church or something. We got up. He said, uh, you have a lot of gray hair. And I said, I have what? You have a lot of gray hair. I said, well, thanks. I don't, do I really? I don't see it. I don't see it up here. I don't see it. So in the back, I, so I said, I'll fix it. I'll just put purple in there. So I just put purple in there. And then one leg led to the other, and I put some blue and some green, some red and some orange. And I said, I'm just George Clinton now. Have you ever seen George Clinton? <laughs> so I'm a cross between, yeah, George Clinton and, uh, yeah, whatever. But it works. It's, it's all, you know, it's all fun. It's, it's kind of what I yeah. am. What I am is just a mess. So. The, what, what's the washing strategy? Well, that's why I say the show over. And I said, one day I'll wash it and stop playing with Sharpies. But until then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. oh, wait, so you actually color it with Sharpie? Yeah, you're not. I you're kinda, not believing no, around. No, when you no, say that. no, I do. Oh, myself. you're actually yeah. drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it gets a little extra credit because I do it myself. <laughs> Dude, it's really fantastic. I mean, yeah, that, is, that is that is homemade hair right there. It's, it's every color. It's just. It's not, and it's, yeah, it's like pretty dreaded up. It is, dude. Yeah. It's dreaded up, yeah. Dreaded up. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fun. It works. It, I mean, it's, it's, it works, I guess. I guess. It does, no, it does I, work. I mean, again, in a lineup, I'm screwed, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine you get stopped when you're roaming the streets of Vegas all the time. You're getting stopped. Yeah, yeah, pretty right. much. It's not like, you're carrot oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, it's carrot You are carrot yes. Right. So, so, which is a blessing and a curse. I mean, you know. When you arrived to Vegas years and years ago, yeah. and there's all of the, the things that come with Vegas. Right. How long does it take to adjust and understand your surroundings and not get swallowed up by them? I got to be really honest with you guys. I never, my whole career, and I've been here for 29 years. I've I never once got in, in into it. I would say like, the gambling and the I'd never gambled never my entire life. Um, I do partake and have a little drink after the show. Sure, but never got too crazy. Never went through the like people say you, Vegas. Oh my God, I can I can handle a day and a half there. How do you do that? And I'm like, well, I work. You know, I, I, right. I go home at night. So I come in, I do the show, and I go home. I have a, kind of a, a regular life that you would have in another, any other city. But friends of mine that come visit, they're like, oh, my God, they're on their deathbed, you know, two days after they're going to leave. And, and I'm like, well, you can't do that. You know, there's so many restaurants and bars and shows and there's everything in the world to do. So you've remained drug-free your entire time in Vegas? I would say drug-free, but, I mean, I try not to partake in, you know, I went through my little drug phase, you know, a month there or two. How would you power rank them? What's the one seed for the best drug? 
in terms of like the most fun you've you've had? Well, ecstasy was probably the best drug you've done. But then you know, I only took it once because it was too good. I thought it might be something. It was too good. It was too. You know, it was just too good. It's like I'm ready to come off this thing. I don't know. I'm not a drug guy, mm-hmm. and I'm also I'm already I'm already crazy without drugs. So when I did drugs, it made me not it made me not fun. Like like I'm kind of fun without drugs. And then I was on drugs. And I'm like, you okay? <laughs> so I was kind of like the downer guy. So drugs did the opposite effect to me personally than they would do to uh-huh. probably somebody else. So I just stayed away from drugs. Do you I like a good glass of red wine or okay. a nice crown on the rocks? I could go for one of those right now. Crown on the rocks is always a good call. Yeah. Would you have a favorite show out here outside of your own, of course? Oh, well, I've never seen my show. I've ne- um, outside of my show. You know, that's the thing that sucks is I never get to go see him. You know, the time. Toby was the last one I got to go and sit and actually yeah. sit and, you know. But, but I've seen some of the Cirque shows. I've seen, you know. Uh, Rod Stewart or Elton John, yeah. the big guys that come through, and it's phenomenal when you get a chance to go see a show. I'm always doing a show, so it's how, hard. How, how, how much has the crowds changed throughout your mm. career? It's a great question. Completely changed. I mean, uh, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing, comedy, too, because I've done it for so long, and people say, well, how has it Almost changed? Almost like Jimmy Buffett. You know, if you look at somebody that's been in this business right. for so long, that they've had this, they've morphed into different crowds and different, you know, different I do, people. I do get a different, I mean, it's interesting. My, my audience has always been so diverse from the day one. Right. Because I did, I would do like Regis and Kathy sure. Lee, and then I would do The Tonight Show, and then I would do MTV, and then I would do like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the animated show, uh, you know, Simpsons or one of mm-hmm. those things. So you would get all the, the, these different age groups, people that would watch The Simpsons or Family Guy yeah, right. uh, or kids. MTV or kids, then they get the parents would watch Regis and you know, grandparents would watch Jay Leno, and then they would all sit and then I'd play colleges on top of that. So they say, Oh my god, a carrot top guy, we saw him at we was on the Tonight Show, we saw him at college. We saw, so I've always had a really fun, diverse crowd. Everyone from eight to 80 comes to the show. And last night we had a literally this couple were 85 and they were so cute. I'm they were they'd be, they'd be, we've been to your show 80, you know, literally 80 mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry about the language and the dildos. I'm just so sorry about everything. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's fine. We love it. You know, but and you mess with them and say, sorry. I've seen you in every, every episode of the Golden Girls. I've loved you in every episode. You know. But you have fun with them. And they, but the truth of it is they really have. They've followed my career from when they were, when they were young. Sure. They said, we saw you on, you know, we saw you at a state fair, you yeah. know, back in Sacramento in 85 or something. So it's fun. Have you ever tried a vending machine pizza? No, do they know they had vending machines? Yeah, they pizza. got one right here. Oh, do the they way? really? Yeah. yeah, is it good? It's no. not. <laughs> it's not. No. I mean, it's, pizza's not bad, but that's yes. the first time you say no, not good. No, <laughs> might be the worst. It might be the worst. Yep. God, I, I remember having when I was in when I went to Europe. I, my brother's in the Air Force, and I went to um, Germany, and I do remember the vending machine there. We were in this campus, and I walked down to get a, you know, just a Coke, mm-hmm. and my buddy's like. Dude, get a beer, and I'm like, a beer, and they're like, yeah, you get a beer. Why don't you get a Coke? And I'm like, there's beer in there. They had beer machines. You just, yeah. you know, no matter what old, you just pull a beer out. That's cool. Like yeah, that. have a little beer and then a piece of pizza out of the vending. Ah, oh, it's a golden day. <laughs> yeah, nothing says <laughs> Vegas quite like that. Well, uh, congrats on all your success, thanks, man. It's good thanks. to catch up with you. I've been, I was yeah. one of the MTV kids, like 18 years old. You pop up there. That was yeah. probably the, the biggest breakout for me as far as noticing you. Awesome, and, awesome. Yeah, well, tracking. I love Dallas. I mean, that's Shoot, uh, yeah. The Bronco Bowl. We used to play the Bronco oh, geez, Bowl. Yeah. My God, Dang. we used to play the Majestic Theater and everywhere yes. down there. Every, everything was. Uh, it was uh, Dallas is just great. We've always, you know. Of course, I've been stuck in the airport as many times as everybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> when you're back in town, come on in the studio. You didn't ask yeah. me what team I'm rooting for. Oh yeah, who are you rooting? Probably the Niners. 
Chiefs beat your Dolphins. I'm going to go red, whoever's the red team. <laughs> the red team. <laughs> I made red. There wasn't red before me. I made red. <laughs> Thank you, Carrot Top. You got it, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for, for having us in your town. on the show. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, there Dallas. Love you, Dallas. Go see him at Thank the Luxor as soon as you get into town. He loves Dallas. Okay, we're coming back with the Expressway. Everything that's been breaking throughout your broadcast afternoon. The top stories around the Cowboys and more next year in the nation.